Hello, welcome to the Bush League Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. Today, we're breaking down the news, ranging from Elden Ring, Forza Horizon 5, and a new Marvel game, and much more. I'm your host, Jacob Bush, and with me today, he has never heard a fly, not because he's peaceful, but because the flies are simply too strong. Your favorite Crip Boy, Nick <laughs> Nick <laughs> Ryan looked early, he's like, this is a Nick one. Ryan wrote oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why. Yeah. 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 Any response? None at all. Accurate? Pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. Not a pacifist? You just can't hurt no, a fly? We have, we have this little uh, thing in our house called Catchy. It's cute. It's like a, a white, it's like a purple fluorescent light and mm-hmm. it sucks flies and gnats and mosquitoes. Catchy. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Catchy. Wow. That's get catchy. It. That's get it. Catchy for murder. There you go. This next one's a stretch. <laughs> our other host Probably. frequently tells people that people tell him all the time that he looks like a celebrity far more attractive than him. Leader of Nintendites, Ryan Scalf. All the time. Do you get that? Were you following yeah, that? Yeah, I I look so much like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Thank you for getting it. I was like, I hate when people, you know the people that do this. Yeah, people tell me this all the time, that I look a lot like Ryan Reynolds. Stupid. Yeah. Anyways, we're here to talk about the news. First topic of the day. Forza Horizon 5 mm. is a hit. Mm. It's good. Reviews are in. Reception's great. So good. Uh, there was a tweet today from Phil Spencer saying, we've invested four years... No, no, no. We've invested for years in Xbox so more people can play. With 4.5 million players so far across PC, cloud, and console, Forza Horizon 5 shows that promise coming to life. Largest launch day for Xbox Game Studios game, peak concurrent three times Forza Horizon 4, and uh, he says thank you and congrats. So I wanted to point out his tweet because that's significant. The largest launch day for any game, Xbox Game Studio game ever. Interesting. I think this is the mm. delivery of Game Pass now, right? I think this is when you start seeing big games that everybody's playing. I actually know two people who got Game Pass for Horizon. Really? Live. Yeah. yeah. So it's working. It's working. Yeah. And on the topic of Forza Horizon 5, scores are great actually for it. So it's coming in at uh, on Metacritic. The critic score is a 92, a user score of 8.8. That 92 is very significant though. There's not many games that end up as a critic score above nine. Mm-hmm. This is huge for Xbox because typically the big critique of Xbox is they don't they, they kind of sit in this like low eight tier for games, sevens for Xbox. For game their own games, titles. For right. their own titles. So yeah. they hit the nines. IGN gave it a 10. Game Informer, game Informer gave it a 9.5. GameSpot gave it a nine. If you care about scores and numbers, we'll, we'll circle back on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get but there. Yeah. For those I don't know. who care. I think it's huge. Nick. This game is awesome. Nick doesn't Did play. Did you play this? No. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I was, was going to tell the audience. Nick doesn't play any racing game, Dang any sports it. game. I have to make a request, Nick. Yeah. I just have to make one small request. Download it and just try. Play 10 minutes. That's it. The first, the intro. The intro. I was is thinking the intro. phenomenal. <clears throat> I will say this. Uh, if there's ever been one game that has encouraged me to try and play it, uh, any type of racing game. It's definitely the racing game we covered last week, the new kart one. <laughs> You're stupid. You're so it would stupid. it would be this one, hundred percent. Are you talking about kart dra- kart, kart racer? I was trying to find the title. Kart yeah, racer kart, kart racer drift. Sand no, rider. I mean watching the title for this was incredible. Obviously, the I don't know if they're using a new engine or what, but the graphics, the sounds, the just the geography was incredible. So, yeah. I could see myself playing this, and admittedly, like 
going, okay, this is really cool. I just don't have like a fascination with racing games or any sports games for you, some reason. You don't need it with the Horizon series, mm-hmm. right? It is the, the most arcadey racing game out there. In so the whatever you want way. it to be. Yeah. It, it is. And you say so, that actually. The difficulty right off the bat is right for you. Play it at that. But you can make it more difficult if that's what is right for you, right? And this is my problem. Uh, we probably need a, an entire episode dedicated to what's wrong with me. But I think this game it's coming. falls into... Patreon's it's <laughs> coming. Patreon.com. Yeah. Yeah. You've been taking notes for years. <laughs> this falls so into the Minecraft game for me. The Minecraft field for me. Okay. There's nothing to me like important about a racing game because it doesn't achieve anything to me. It's just driving. You're so wrong. We sh- so I mean, hopefully he wants a game where this. you have like a Tesla or a, a, you are trying to save on gas mileage. Yes, there we go. Yeah. yeah, there's a strategy to it. That's yeah. kind of what he some wants. Some bigger goal, yeah. saving the environment. Right. See, there's got to be some. My brain's got to like check a box or something. Just see, it just doesn't do that. They promise me you'll just download it and try it for ten minutes. Yeah. Can you? Can I get that out yeah. of you? I promise. The okay. star of this game, I'm just gonna say that the race map is. <laughs> It's Lightning McQueen. Ka-chow. The map is unbelievable. I yeah, I good. was a huge fan of the Horizon 4 map, but there wasn't I feel like there wasn't enough diversity in the landscape um although it was beautiful. Oh yeah. This is next level. Mexico was the perfect location. Everything from like the snowy mountaintops to the beach with the resorts. I mean, middle of the desert. I was going to say that. Everything. Jungle. It's Every landscape is or biome is like in this map yeah. and it all fits seamlessly. Like it's beautiful. Was I wrong about the engine? Was there a new engine used for this? I, I, I might be misquoted. Maybe look this up, but I believe they use their own engine and it's going to be the same engine for Fable. Okay. So that's a big deal, actually. I, I don't know specifically what engine, but Fable and this are going to be the same engine. And that's a big deal. I think we talked about that. Yeah. How big of a deal that's going to be for Fable. It is. Because of how how beautiful this game looks. It looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. So okay. just from a locale perspective, from a technology, from a, uh, just a, a staple for the industry right now, just check it out and drive around and look around. I will. I, I promise. Have, I have played quite a bit literally since yesterday. That's when it came to game pass. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really accomplished anything because all I've been doing is just driving around. There's, there's like those boards, XP boards. Mm-hmm. They're like little boards that are propped up in secret little areas. And if you hit them, you get XP and it's like this whole thing to collect. I am obsessed with those. Yeah. That's like such a small aspect of the game. And it's like all I want to do. It's so fun. In summary, this Maybe the best Forza game ever. I've played most of the Horizon series. I think I've skipped one. I skipped the first one, but this one's looking to be amazing. I've played for about three or four hours now. Nick, check it out. We'll do a full. We're going to do a full Bushley gaming review on Forza Horizon Five. Um, but until then, check it out, play it, and then we'll circle back for a review. I don't even think you guys picked up on the the text message from me the other day when someone said Horizon. Mm-hmm. I thought you guys were talking about. The new I knew you were talking PlayStation? about that. Yeah, PlayStation. I ignored you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Trolling us. That's, That's a bad, bad question. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyways, moving on from Forza Horizon 5. This is a PSA, public service announcement, announcement from Bushley Gaming. Battlefield 2042 is free for 10 hours for Game Pass subscribers. I think that's significant. I didn't realize that for a while. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm a Game Pass subscriber. I was not planning on buying 2042 based off how close it's going to come out to Halo. Right. That's but an interesting. Technique. I'll check it out for 10 hours and confirm that I don't want to play it. 
You know, is this? Are they giving us a window of ten hours to play it for free, or you is get this, ten hours? Or any, okay, okay. So anytime so, you jump in, good. yeah, you'll get to test. I will be out of town this weekend, so I'm gonna save you, that. 10 you hours. could come back to it. It comes out November twelfth. Uh, so again, anywhere, and there's probably a range to it. I don't, I haven't, I couldn't find an end date on it. Regardless, check yeah. it out later. I'm probably gonna check it out like a week before Halo comes out and just be like, mm. let me let me say this. I played the beta on both Call of Duty Vanguard and Battlefield. Both were horrible. Re- even Absolutely Vanguard horrible. was too? Both of them were bad. Mm. Uh, Battlefield was worse. And then I just picked up Vanguard last week, and it's absolutely incredible. Oh, the full the full release. So maybe we'll see this for Battlefield. Yeah, I don't the want to discourage anyone. The beta was kind of controversial, wasn't but it? But was the beta yeah. was yeah. not It wasn't doing not too well. Good. Yeah. I love Battlefield. I think I do too. I want it to succeed. I probably, I bet I can rank higher than both of you in 10 hours. Probably. No. I don't even know how to to drive the cars in that game. (laughs) I I wanted Nick to fight back. I'll fight back. He doesn't fight back. You're too respectful. He is. I got a catchy in my house. Next topic. Halo Infinite tech preview results. And Ryan, can you tell us about those results? Oh, yes. Let me uh, pull this up. So the Halo Waypoint flight results came up um mm, mm, sorry yeah it's flight mm. flight sorry uh, i said tech preview right they uh th- i thought this was super cool so they came out and basically the whole halo team took our feedback from the jacob's knee is touching my knee so i keep thinking he's trying to get my attention but no he's not. i'm just trying to rest on it it's i hate holding my knees together so I'm just we touch rest. knees touch knees anyway um i thought this was super cool like they reached out to the community and said here is all the feedback we got from the flight which is basically like beta testing yeah and it's like a tech preview. here's what we're going to change here's what people loved um here's what we may not change but we hear you and we'll watch this there was a ton of things like usually i, I feel like this is an unprecedented amount of feedback they don't have to do this for Halo fans, but I think they understand the weight of what this game is. And, you know, top to bottom, this is a huge game for Microsoft right now. It's it's everything they need, especially for Game Pass. And so I really appreciated this. The amount of detail that they provided was kind of insane. I mean, everything from like player collision. So that is off. Did yeah. you notice that? So you couldn't like stack on each other and stuff. Yeah, and you didn't play the most f- recent flight. No, at all. no, right. So that is actually I loved because if you are on like a cliff and you have a teammate, you don't have to like play that game you've always done with Halo, where you have to like kind of go around. Or if you're carrying a flag and a teammate gets in the way and mm. slows you down, and then you get headshotted out worst. of nowhere. Yeah, um, they've totally eliminated that. The only, I mean. Now you can't like do the stack on top of your friends thing. That was kind of fun. Yeah. You would duck and then jump on your buddy's head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, I, I can do without because I think overall this is good for the gameplay. Does it reduce realism? I mean, I know we're talking about Halo here, but no. part of me is just like. That's we, not why people play Halo. Sure. <laughs> also, are you not shocked that out of all the games and communities, the Halo community would have been one that put in the most detail and effort into leaving reviews. The notes were actually pretty insane. Yeah. yeah. I feel and like this is the perfect community that you'd want to do that for. Yes. I'm thinking of the people that, that I know in yeah. the community and they would absolutely send feedback. In. 100%. I, I responded feedback. to surveys. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I, get any surveys. So I think they, um, I just really appreciated like, not only did the community respond super well, 
Um, they gave a lot of positive feedback. People love the grapple shot. I love the grapple shot. I love the grapple shot. I think it's an amazing addition. Um, the repulsor, everyone really liked that because there's a lot you can do with that. Yeah, I haven't used know? it yet. You haven't used it? Mm-mm. It's super versatile. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like features that you don't even realize this thing can do. And so I think that really caught people off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the interesting things I saw is people wanted HUD customization. Now we haven't really had that in any game. Yeah. That was like a that was a request. What would that look like? Just like, hey, I didn't like where the grenades were. I didn't like how you listed the grenades. Which, to be fair, um, they did address this. They don't actually include like your second grenade in line. You can't see. So if you have the plasma grenade and a frag grenade, you can't see that you have frag grenades because it's only showing what whatever is selected. At I that think moment. I remember that okay. actually. Super frustrating. Yeah, that's because true. I like to know kind of everything in my inventory, and so I'm they, a guy they that said, would never pick up on that. Sure. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of people would. I would just I not even know I had a second one. I'd be that's like, because I'm really good at Halo. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We still need. We to still have this to beef. play that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have to settle this beef. I. Nick plays a lot more shooters than I do. I've just played Halo my whole life, so we have this kind of running thing that who would win. I think I would win. You're going to destroy. I hope so. Because no I've one. talked a big yeah, game. No he's no coming one. from the humble standpoint. So if he wins, he's going to look a lot better. Yeah, that's the problem that you're running right now. No, I, I played Halo once. But I'm pretty good. confident. You're, Jacob's seen me play. Yeah, he's fine. Anyway. Um, this group, though, uh, this community, it's not the same as you and I getting a, hey, leave a review on some spam filter we got. And it's like, oh, okay. This is a community that's like, we're going to put time into telling like the little tiniest things we didn't like. And so um, not too shocked there, but that's awesome that they took in that feedback and sounds like they released something on it. So, um, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's it was really cool. So another feature was like the motion tracker they brought back from other Halo series, which everyone really liked that they brought it back. It wasn't super accurate. Not that, that it wasn't accurate. Remind me. Uh, like the radar in the corner of the screen. Okay. If, you, if movement is sensed around you. Dots, yeah. Yeah, the radius is really small. And then another thing is, which mm-hmm. I noticed was, uh, it tells you if someone's above you or below you. Mm-hmm. But you cannot tell. It's so small on the screen. I was like, how the heck am I supposed to know what that? So I, I almost couldn't use it in vertical maps. Yeah. They said they're going to address that, which is awesome. Um, those were, those are like kind of the weird, like detail notes that I picked up on. There was a ton, a ton of other stuff. Um, but I think some of the bigger features were more interesting. So people love behemoth. That was the map that came out in this flight. Yeah. I didn't try You didn't get to play. They're saying it's an instant classic. I agree. It, it is everything you want in a halo map and something that they really did well was they incorporated, um, vehicles on a small map and so they even address that i remember thinking i was like man this is a perfect size map they said we love behemoth 2 introducing vehicular gameplay into arena social setting was something we targeted early when thinking about halo infinite multiplayer there's just something special about having all the sandbox elements play together in those small play spaces that makes it feel magical yeah and I totally agree. That was this map was the magic of Halo. Okay. And what I appreciate about this Halo team is uh, they're talking about like it's cheesy, but they're talking about the magic of Halo, the floaty, like spacey 
physics. The things that physics are that we out. love. Yeah, the sandboxy aspects that are Talking just about physics in games again. Yeah. yeah. Here it's amazing. I, it. I, I, it. Halo is incredible for that. And so the fact that they're zeroing in on that and targeting that in their maps is really good. Another thing is uh, the bots in training mode were super well received. The bots were good. They were funny. They could kill they me. Would, As they would AI you know, the... do the up and down, basically hump you when you died. Teabagging? Teabagging. Yeah. That's what that is? Teabagging. Thank you. Yeah, There's a technical term I didn't term know that. Yeah, the bots will do that. that. If you get killed by a bot, it'll walk over and oh, do that Oh, I thought you. they were just dancing. Okay. It's it's hilarious. And so <laughs> they have... <laughs> Sandbagger. Did you really not know that? You're you're, you're messing with yeah. us. Yeah, you're Trolling messing with us. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool, he got me. But you were saying the AI was good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and good. they said that people wanted uh, training mode to be multiplayer. They said they're not going to do that. But in custom games, you can make games where you and your friends play bots, which huh. is not that interesting to me at this age. But when I was a kid, oh, I would love that. When I had friends that were not good at this game, yep. it's not fun to get 25 kills and they've got zero. Hey, actually, though, that's a prime example of still modern day use of it, of Hey, we might have a friend who want yeah. who has never played Halo that we want to get into Halo when he does get an Xbox Series X. Adam Mossberg, if you're out there, we're talking about you. That's the perfect venue to teach him Halo. Oh yeah, yeah. As as we were kids, Especially it was just yeah, like that better. light, you know, easy mode to play. Yes, yeah. and you can, yeah. The fact that you can control that, I think, mm -hmm. is a very good move. Very easy. Um, I love it. The last one that really stood out to me was people want a career ranking system. Now, we had that in Halo Reach. Do you remember? Remind me what that is because you have progression. In it's like Master levels Chief. where in there it's like private, you know, and it, it leads up all the way to like master and, you know, all sorts of different names. for. Oh, so levels. like a competitive yeah. ranking. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, different because yeah. you do level up in the Master Chief collection, which is the most recent three for three right. thing. They took that out in Halo Infinite. They okay. were not planning to do that. And they were doing um, more... Uh, the seasons daily, like the weekly and daily daily challenges was the only way to like really get XP. And yeah. people didn't like that. The XP was like not match to match. Cause there's something there's I like agree. that dopamine you love when you have a super good match mm -hmm. and you go look at that board and you like, you know, this many kills got you this much XP and you, you take feel screenshots super good about it. Yeah. Yeah. You got a bunch of double Send kills. Your bros. Um, there's something about that that I think a lot of people loved about the older Halos. And yeah. so they said it will not be ready at launch, but we agree that we want oh, wow. this career ranking system. Cool. Which is a huge undertaking. Yeah. Because it's they're considering the UX, UI yeah, that's experience. Not a switch. Oh, we'll, we'll turn that on. Right. This is big. Yeah. yeah. And this and genuinely that motivates me to play more multiplayer. Like yeah. Apex has that where this you do why... have, you know, uh competitive ranking and then you do have your progression through the season like both of those things motivate me yep. to play more yep this is why i struggle with games that don't have that competitive that's part of it right? progression yeah you want to see that progression yeah i gotta feel like i'm i'm putting in for a reason this is yeah. cool because companies do do betas and companies do kind of test servers and whatnot but you don't always hear back about the suggestions and the feedback and what they're going to change right. like the game just comes out and you're like oh they did do this and they're 343 is very transparent about, hey, we're going to change things that are being suggested. So it's showing that this big lead time, that's pretty abnormal for game development where we are playing three or four months in advance of this release. 
it is showing that it is actually going to work and change some things for the, the end product. Right. Yeah, what a cool. It's, it's an awesome cool idea. And I think you're making the players more invested in your property. So I feel like I contributed, like this is, this is as much my game as it is 343. And that's so prideful to say because they put all the work into it, but it's like, they wanted me on board to feel that they wanted me to think this is my game too. And so, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, they're they're showing you that they care about what you think. And I I mean, you can like shrug this off, but I look at the games recently that have just launched games or just put like a thrown a date at the wall and just, we're going to go to, we're going to, we're going to do whatever we can to get it out. Then, uh, this feels very intentional. We're going to have it ready to play months before we're releasing it. Then we're going to allow you to submit feedback then we're going to organize all that data and make decisions internally and release it back to you, letting you know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I mean, that's like good. an, that's a very, dude, I don't know. Hats off. Congratulations. Yeah. It has to be good. It has to be it good. It has to be good. Yeah. They know that. Microsoft knows that. Yeah. Right. They're taking the time. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing everything time. they need no to rush. do. Um, Ryan, you made a comment there where you said 343. And in my head, I'm like, it's three four three, but then I'm like, but it's Blink one eighty two. So like, you've completely blown my mind, and it's all I've been thinking about for the last minute and a half. I actually just I heard nothing that you just said for the last two minutes because yeah. I've been thinking, I've been about, thinking about that. What'd you yeah. say there? It's it's just a number. It's just a number. Blink one eight two. All right, next topic, guys. One eight two. Apple Music is coming to PS5. Actually, it's already on PS5. So I'm going to read a blog post from PlayStation. Starting today, October 27th, PS5 users with an Apple Music sub- subscription, Nick, can enjoy more than 90 million songs from Apple Music. Tens nine of thousand, zero million. Nine zero million songs from it's Apple Music. It's actually all of us. Tens of thousands of curated playlists, music videos in 4K, Apple Music Radio, streaming today's hits, classics, and country live? Country live. That's a thing, I guess. And personalized playlists based on your music preferences. Country live. Guys, is this interesting? Why did I include this on today's show? I will not be using this, so I don't know. This is not significant. Is this cool? You love Apple. You're uh, big, I love Apple. and Big Tim Cook guy. And and uh, I will give Apple Music my kind of nod of approval. Over the last year, I've been using it, and yeah. I think it's a lot better than it was on launch. Okay. Um, that being said, I'm not going to listen to music on PlayStation, like ever. But you did Spotify, remember, Ryan? Ryan did Spotify. It's interesting Spotify because... Spotify is great. I... You guys both have Apple Music. Because of you. Family plan. Family true. We're related. Family. Apple don't come after us. Anyways, guys. We're like family, but closer. You're you're proving the point that this doesn't matter much, right? This doesn't matter much. Yeah. Uh, Guys. Family that touch knees. This is where we start getting into the speculation aspect, especially gaming. We're entering speculation territory. okay. 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 Here we go. Sure, this is, oh, cool. We get, you know, Spotify's here already, whatever. Like, a couple months ago, July... There was an offer for Apple TV Plus. You remember this? Mm. Back in July, PlayStation was offering six months of Apple Plus, Apple I TV Plus, to PlayStation Plus subscribers. Okay. Okay. There's another. There's a trend here. The trend that I'm seeing is maybe, maybe, we might get Apple Arcade on PlayStation. I Ew. say that because Sony's definitely looking at Microsoft and looking at Game Pass and saying. Subscription is the future. They know that. We're all realizing that as we continue to use these services. A really good boon in PlayStation's, you know, quiver is another subscription service that's maybe offered to PlayStation Plus subscribers, like Apple Arcade, kind of built out already with a good catalog of games. Mm. Because again, remember, 
the key to subscription services isn't selling an actual tangible product. It's the number of subscribers, right? Correct. Mm. Microsoft's shown yeah. this a ton is that they don't care what you're playing on. They just want you to subscribe to Game Pass. If Apple's seeing how things are changing and moving, they would agree and say, yeah, we should probably get our service on as many platforms as possible. Maybe not that main platform that we compete with, Xbox, Microsoft, but PlayStation, as we kind of are already partnering with them, I could see this happening for sure. Apple Arcade on PlayStation. That's some that's some high quality speculation. Thank you. Appreciate it. Seriously. What are your thoughts on it? I, I think that's totally possible and I'm shocked. It's something I've never thought of. That's incredible foresight, yeah. Jacob. Thank you. Anyway, I I see this as an opportunity, <sighs> you know, with um, Xstream. Is that what they call it? Mm. Xcloud. Wow. Xcloud. You knew. Xtreme. God. You, I you haven't played it. I, I don't have any desire to do that. So I don't know why you people are so obsessed pro- with it. A weekly gaming podcast. Anyway. Xtreme. Um, That's what you do in the bathroom. Xforce. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. I think Sony sees that. And they're like, this is might be their entry to get some sort of like connectivity to Apple devices and be able to do something similar. I I've heard this explained before. It's this I did not come up with this, but I've heard it said that Apple does not want to be Netflix. Apple wants to have a lot better taste than Netflix. They want to be like the premium of premium, bringing you only the best of quality content yeah that's kind of their their mo right yeah yeah i think they view maybe in the gaming the console space ps5 is very similar Mm. right playstation is known for like these super mega titles that they own themselves and they're they don't want to be like game pass with just like meaningless infinite lists of video games that no one's going to play they want like games that everyone will want and I think Apple has a very similar model. And so this partnership makes a lot of sense to me because I think uh, they might piggyback off each other's sort of subscriptions and uh, they both have that same goal. Standards. Standards, yeah. big time, which Microsoft yeah. does not. I think they are getting better about that. But if we're being completely honest, You're right. uh, Microsoft is all hands on deck. Anything that moves, we're going to like put it on our store right mm-hmm. yeah. they want everything accessible it's a everyone. different strategy yeah yeah i don't even look at it as like a lack of uh quality that's just not what they're aiming for so you both would agree that this speculation isn't reaching that far right it's, um, it's in the wheelhouse i like the way that i explained it better <laughs> okay cool. well, i'm gonna be honest cool, cool, it was cool, incredible right. for sight from both of you it was uh really nice and i'm excited to see where that goes whose was better they were both really good. They were well, both different. to be clear, one was an original idea and one was just piggybacking on right. an idea. Right. One was original, That's but fair. you really went into the business model and how they're they're kind of parallel. And yeah, so you didn't really that. go that deep yeah. into your... I did. I mean, I did. I did. Right? I, I went through Apple like... Arcade. That's pretty much... You yeah. said two words. But I brought up like the Apple TV part and I was like, yeah. hey, like there's a history here and... Yeah. And, but and, I brought up the fact that like I provided anyways, a quote that regardless, I cite. If this happens... I'm clipping this. It's going online. We are the oracles of the video game industry. Yeah, right. maybe actually we're going to just push this into actuality. It's going to look like a leak, right? Yeah. They're going to be like, whoa, Bushley Gaming oh, broke the news. Yeah. <laughs> Bushley Gaming is getting sued by Apple. Which we have more leak information to talk about. Anyways, we'll get, we'll get there. Yeah. So Tim Cook called me last night. 
Yeah, he told us about this. Yeah. Next topic: oh, Elden Ring gameplay and is it beta? What was the te- you you know the name of this? The Elden Ring thing is the server test, the stress test. I oh, think. the stress test that has not taken place yet. It has happened. Some people have played it so far. Yeah, that's for sure happened. Positive. Oh, Regardless. you're right. You're right. I was denied. That's what happened. You <laughs> were denied. You didn't get your. I did again, not get invited. You, that's you right. I'm still any, bitter. Any, I I was thinking there's no way they didn't invite me, so <laughs> it, hasn't it must have not started. But Anyways, you're right. They I did. Start. As Ryan of Reynolds. the recording of this, there's been a 19 minute gameplay gameplay trailer, and people have actually played the game now. That yes. 19 minute trailer showcases world traversal, gameplay mechanics, uh, crafting, stealth, and boss battles, and it really showed a lot. What did this? Did this win you over a little bit more? A little bit more. And from what I'm hearing about people who have played it now, they say this is the most approachable Dark Souls from soft game out there. Yeah. The reason I say a little bit is because it reminds me so much of Lord of the Rings, like uh, Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of whatever that other one is was. Is that bad? It's not bad, but I feel like I played the game already. Uh, like there is a, a lot of original stuff here. But I also have a hard time motivating to playing – in a dark bleak world i know that's weird for some people but when i play games i you know cherry you and want mario yeah i want mario i want forza where it's just like thumping music but this is like dark right we played morbid remember and i had yeah. a hard time s- kind of slogging through that because it was it wasn't a world i wanted to be in so much yeah. and i got vibes from that now this will be the first dark souls game i maybe play i'm gonna say it like that because it's uh, it's got some really cool art design. It's open world, which is a big difference. Apparently, it's easier, a little bit easier or more forgiving. Mm. But I'm still on the fence. Ryan, you have already voiced that you are 100% going to play this game. Totally, totally 100% playing this game. 100%. Are you more than 100% playing this game now? Yeah. I. If anything, I was already pretty confident I wanted to play this. 100% for me is probably 40%. <laughs> That's a massive deviation there in the... Uh, really okay. good disclaimer. That's okay. almost half. Yeah. Almost. Anyway, half I, I feel really good. At probably like Not- 130% that I'm going to play this game. And I thought it just looks, 60%. Yeah. it looks epic. And it doesn't look... I agree with you. Normally, I agree with you. I'm not super into like super dark, gory worlds just for the sake of being dark and gory. But, mm-hmm. I am. Um, I think I think they really focused on one thing that just strikes me is the lighting. Like the lighting in this game is unlike anything I've seen in the other the other games. It's gorgeous, man. It's It's beautiful, and those like the whole environment is just lit so well that there's something like captivating about it to me. So I I would love to play to experience that. I think they showcase some of the mobility, which is something that all games I feel like open world need to work on. Obviously, Breath of the Wild really did leaps and bounds with climbing. And the glider. This game is like going a step further and you just like get on your horse and you can just scale giant cliffs. Yeah. Which like there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to do something like that. In a video game? Yeah. Just like remove those barriers and let people go where they want to go. I think don't waste my time. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to do with that. And so there's they're so confident in the rest of their game that they're going to re- alleviate some of that time wasting um, with like traversing. So that makes me have more confidence in them. And I'm ex- super excited to play. In real percentages, what is the likelihood of you buying this on day one? $60. I don't know about day one. I'm not sure. I'm okay. like, I'm confident that this is going to be the first one I play. Um, and it might be like v- 
a little bit after it comes out because I, I we have a lot on the docket. We do, but this is like, I think February. Is that right? Can you look up the release date for me? The thing I like about certain, you know, events in video game life is when all three of us are playing something day one, yeah. right? That's a really rare occasion. Feels I know. Good. It feels good. February and I'm wondering, 25th, yeah. If, so February 25th, I'm, I'm looking to you next, Nick, because we, you weren't on the episode when we talked about this first. This is like right up your alley as far as you've been dabbling with maybe playing a Soulsborne game, but the actual art style, George R.R. R. Martin being attached to this. Yeah, the uh, so this is how I felt about it. I have not felt excited about this until watching this. Okay. Um, this actually gave me, this is kind of weird. You'll probably be like, what? This actually gave me Skyrim vibes in the sense that if I could think about taking a few days off to really dive into an open world and play, this might be that title. Okay. And uh, so I watched it, was really excited. This will probably be a day one for me unless there's something in our schedule that really throws it off. But I want to play this big time. So people are describing it as very similar to the open world of Breath of the Wild where it's you see something across there. the map and you just go yeah. and figure – you find something cool that's very natural in the world and it's just this this – natural way to progress through a game yeah so that intrigues me right yeah. that aspect but genuinely if both of you are day one players uh that'll motivate yeah. me enough to be like yeah i'm i'm gonna have fomo i want to try this yeah and i get the limitations of of using skyrim versus breath of the wild but like to me skyrim will always be that in my mind that first big open world where yeah. you could just go wherever you wanted mm -hmm. it's same way when you look down on white run from the beginning even mm -hmm. though you can't scale mountains yeah that's like that's what i mean by that so 100 percent, that's kind of the vibes i got if if you guys are in i'm in day one so yeah i and that's february 25th that's 25 days into february i just looked at the other game you're great in february that's pretty good yeah which is not a lot else coming out in february that i'm interested in yeah there's some stuff but i, I looked at the same thing as there's not much that i'm going to be playing i think there's right. maybe one other title i can't even think of it in my head but. so i will be playing halo and still probably yeah yeah, still. True. yeah. all I'll right still guys. have vacation time yeah. you're gonna be on go. vacation yeah. still uh cool all right i wanted to get your feedback because ryan you expressed interest in that and guess what invites are still going out so you could still end up in a in a public test i hope so because yeah. i'm on a podcast and i will tell everyone if you don't invite me I will tell all 10 people that are going to watch this. <laughs> That's consistent with our metrics. Nice. Uh, Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl have leaked. So this is reporting from Andy Robinson at VGC. Man, VGC mm. is, I'm learning after doing news. They just have it. Dude, they, they're ballers. They man. know what's going on. Yeah. Anyways, physical copies of the game have leaked. Mm. People are streaming the new game. And uh, ROMs might have been made from these new games. ROMs are circulating online now. And if I understand correctly... The ROMs are the exact same for both games. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, all that is required is like a simple patch and it will just automatically change all the sprites and everything for the other game. That's so the Nintendo. exact same Sprite. ROM. It's so Nintendo. It's yeah. so Nintendo. It's hilarious. What do you think? I mean, I'm going to play it, so there's that. As far as the leaking goes, uh that's a bummer. I feel like that's not a very uh that's not a very Pokémon thing, right? Well, this is like is this so a, Nintendo. This is on par for almost every Nintendo release. And remember, like. it's Pokemon Company, not necessarily Nintendo, but very yeah, yeah, yeah. closely associated with, right. with Nintendo. Right. They uh, they have a history of this, apparently. Do they? No, until I read. Yeah, so apparently Sword and Shield leaked really bad. Oh. In December of 2019, 
The Pokemon company was given permission to subpoena the identities of Discord and 4chan users allegedly oh, behind wow. leaks, leaving the two platforms no choice but to hand over personal details of the individuals in question. Two men were later ordered to pay $150,000 each to the Pokemon company for leaking images. That's it. Wow. Like, remember, Nintendo is very litigious. The Pokemon company, they will very destroy litigious. you and your family. You will, yeah, yeah. you will be poor. The after Pokemon their company this weird just sounds thing. like BlackRock. They sound just like, like the mafia. they just sound Dude. like a, yeah. There's this weird thing that's gone on with Nintendo for a long time. Their games leak a lot. Yeah. They've had a lot of issues with um, leaked information, leaked, I guess, data. Um, I'll tell you why when you're done. I mean, think about even Animal Crossing, Metroid, all this stuff has leaked early. Data Always. Mining. Data mining. Data mining. They like, I wonder if there's like a mole the the whole history of nintendo this goes way back in the day there's like a mole that's working at nintendo i love imagining that it's miyamoto and he's, <laughs> he's just like totally in, yeah. messing with everyone and then they just like nintendo's like swinging the hammer down on all these people that he's for the he people. has released yeah. the information miyamoto to. is for the people sneaking You're in totally at for night. the people yeah he, i think they keep him locked in the tower i am He's sure. Peach. Yeah. He's Princess He's Peach. Peach. Yeah. 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 And Doug Bowser. It's all Bowser. imagery. Funzel. Wow. Wow. Anyways, you had a point about. Yeah, I was just going to say they're probably so cheap on everything they do. They're not spending money on security and IT. So, so these yeah. leaks are actually coming from uh, at least that Sword and Shield are third party uh, distributors. So I think it was like out of somewhere in South America that they just started selling these games really early. And then it was just online because, again, when you have ROMs, yeah. you can just publish it yeah, to the rest of the world. Cool. Well, we have talked about like Animal Crossing. They did not hash any of their data. And so like the data miners were able to find file names for all the DLC and updates that are just now coming out, which rookie, is like a no brainer mistake. Yeah. yeah, it's just so <laughs> funny. Nintendo it, is such an anomaly when it comes to are. everything. Yeah. They, you know, it's like they do so many things perfect and then they cut like one corner and when you take advantage of that, they will light their entire business on fire to destroy you. They will. They will burn your life down. <laughs> we're going to make Breath of the Wild, but we're not going to release wireless Bluetooth ear excess on our Nintendo Switch for three, four years. Yeah, three right. years Hardware later. is there, yeah. but we don't want to update sense. it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, temperature check on this game. This comes out in like a week. Are you playing I'm it? playing it. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, I got a new Switch. I mean, oh, I'm you just do like jazzed out about yeah, any game. Play. I'm playing old games I don't even like just because I have the new model. So. Ryan? I will definitely play this eventually. Eventually. Yeah, I just have a lot going on. I'm losing interest. Are you? I, I'm Jacob, never, you didn't play these I ones. know, and I, I don't know what I'm missing. And also like Metroid Dread is next. I hate you. Halo Infinite's next. Wow. Forza Horizon take, 5 is next. Take your knee out. Yeah, don't touch my knee. I wasn't touching no, it, but now I am. Get your knee. <laughs> Audio listeners, I am touching knees. Unbelievable. Uh, anyways, I just wanted to see if you guys were still excited for that game. You're not playing it at launch. I can hear it in your voice. You, no. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. you. I, I don't know that I'm going to follow through it. and finish it. You won't finish there it. There we go. I don't think I'm going to finish it. Look at that. You just finished <laughs> it before I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to definitely play it on launch. So. Anyways, next news topic. New Mass Effect teaser poster. And I included this for one guy on this podcast, Ryan Scalf. What do you think of this new teaser poster? Mass Effect is incredible. The poster was cool. It's like Mass, Mass Effect is not done yet. It's, mm. I don't know. Does that mean anything to you, that, that poster, anything there? Uh, not really, because I was trying to think of a, like the last threat when 
I don't want to like spoil anything because you haven't played it specifically. Everyone else that's listening has probably played this game because you guys are the I, only ones I know I, that I played haven't. The, I played the first one. Mm. The Geth. The Geth. Yeah, the Geth are great. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, nothing really, it's been, it's like foggy to me. It's been so long since I played those. This doesn't mean much to you. What means a lot to me is that they're going to be able to continue the story because like Mass Effect was genuinely some of the most amazing stories you ever experienced in a game. Okay. I was just curious. I yeah. wanted to include that because that's, uh, some people were freaking out about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sick. it looks cool. You don't care though, do you? You were considering playing who, the Mass Effect trilogy, uh, weren't you? Whose will continue? Do we know who that is? <laughs> so I was, yeah. I, That's on the poster, by the way, for the yeah. audio listeners. <laughs> will continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will. Who's That's that an guy? interesting last yeah. name. Such a uh, Mr. Continue. I think That's that. A dad joke. <laughs> I mean, I want to Mass Effect. <laughs> it's not that bad. I want to play it, but I don't want to. Uh, it's so good from what I hear from everyone, Ryan. My brother's another person just like you who will just talk about this game. I don't want to play this unless I can sit down and play it. Yeah. I'm mm. really afraid of like starting it and just tarnishing my thought about it. So um, the Mass Effect stuff is always like cool when I hear about it. But as someone who's never played it, it doesn't have a spot in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And I played one of them and I will probably play this one and not play the other two. So I'm hoping it kind of gives you a... F- yeah. Just going back, I even like watch the trilogy stuff, the remaster, and I'm like... Mm. Still not remastered. I, I need a remake. I haven't been happy with remasters lately. Yeah, I don't they're know if not. You guys have played any, but they're just they don't really, deliver. really underwhelming. Mm. It's when you, yeah, Diablo for you. Oh, it's bad, man. It's bad. Anyways, new Mass Effect <laughs> teaser poster. Uh, Will continue is a new uh, star in the game. Uh, next news topic: Uncharted creative director Amy Hennig is making a Marvel game. This comes from The Verge from Jay Peters. Amy Hennig, a former creative director at Naughty Dog, who currently leads Skydance New Media, will be working on a new Marvel game. Skydance describes a game which is its first as a narrative-driven blockbuster action-adventure game featuring a completely original story and take on the Marvel Universe, but hasn't said which superheroes will be featured in the game. The studio also hasn't shared a release date Mm. or even a release time frame and hasn't said which platforms the game will be available on. We know nothing other than Marvel game with a big creative director attached to it. Hmm. Yeah, there's pretty much no reason for us to talk about this. Do you not care at all? No. You no. guys aren't big Marvel fans. That's the problem. Well, here. Marvel well, has really not given me a reason to be a big Marvel fan. Oh, I'm sorry? Outside of, in, in video games, <laughs> I'm maybe. Sorry? Name other or, than the sorry, Avengers. Sorry, not in video games. Name other than the Avengers. Name a reason why Marvel has not given I you a like, reason to be a fan. I feel like it should have ended with Endgame. Oh, gosh money guys you have to make more money yeah, right but i'm poor. just like those executives need money <laughs> that's true that's true bob Saget. it's just like i don't know it's like wait but wait you thought he was a big threat there's one bigger let me phrase it like this that, if this was a star wars game would you be more interested oh for sure yeah and star wars no. has earned that based off their films they're a not whole like different level i don't i wouldn't level. go that far Marvel has delivered way more than Star Wars franchise well, lately in the last 10 years. Look, I haven't been a fan of the Marvel 30 games, years. but Guardians right. actually. Yes. Okay. I want to bring I, I have up. to walk this Guardians back. Great. I had to walk this back. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying it's like. You guys went from listening to me make fun of Macklemore. Yeah, to loving it. To listen to you guys say, oh, wow, glad to hear it's positive. And then now I've played some of it. I haven't finished it. And 
I actually laugh at Rocket's jokes. Yes. Like he says, Rocket's great. he's like, what the flurk all the time. Flark. And every time I hear yeah. flurk, I just laugh. Yeah. And it's so, just so good. The key here, a narrative driven blockbuster action adventure game. So that's really what the Avengers, I mean, sorry, Mar- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is. So I'm there's not going to get my hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. That's a good idea, man. I think it's worth being excited. about. I'm with you. I'm being don't be excited. Yeah. All right, I'm guys. I clearly don't hurt. care. I've For the listener, hurt. if you care about this game, maybe care. Let us know in maybe the comments. Maybe it's about the Hulk. It's too soon. I don't care about the Hulk. Uh, don't no, do anything about the Hulk. That's God. what I was saying. Can that. you imagine? It oh. probably is. Our he has a son. Last topic. <laughs> and of, he's greener. There is a Hulk son. Yeah, there is. And he's greener. I don't think. I think he's actually lighter. Oh, is he? Yeah. Anyways, our last topic for the day. The video game review process is broken. Oh, jeez. This comes from a Washington Post column. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first from the Washington Post. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Bushley Gaming reading the yeah. Washington Post by Mikhail Klementov. Comes out tomorrow. Jacob Bush. Yeah. Jacob Hasn't Bush. been released yet. Context here. So I've, I'm going to read uh, a couple paragraphs here. The first of which, context. In advance of a game's release, media outlets are usually granted early access to the title alongside an embargo agreement, which which if agreed to specifies when an outlet can publish its coverage. Embargoes can also delineate what details are off limits. Some developers, for example, will request that the plot twist and end game content be kept out of reviews. But even as games have ballooned in size, taking progressively more time to beat, those time restrictions haven't necessarily grown to accommodate that shift. Context here. We get reviews. They are like, hey, you got three days to play this. Don't share this information. You can post your review on this date, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of the standard. Right. We've been in that circumstance a couple times, ranging from a week to play a game, two weeks to play a game, a couple of days to play a game. Sometimes the day of we get a code. And it does kind of skew the process. Now, I'm going to re- read what Mikhail says here as far as the result of this. As a result, the overwhelming majority of video game reviews are written in a burst immediately following a marathon session with the game. For every prestige 5,000 word review that lands a week after a game's release, 25 more are cobbled together in a frenzy with the goal of hitting the embargo date, which is the same for every outlet. Vanishingly vanishingly few reviews mm. command I, that's a that's that's washington post word tough fewer reviewers command an audience that will treat their work as appointment reading as such most writers are the mercy of google's search engine and time their work to the peaks at which people are seeking out reviews take an extra day to polish your prose and you've given up page views to your competitors google's search engine takes a lot of factors into account but i doubt has any perspective on artfulness of a much organized agonized over introductory paragraph the system rewards speed i bring this up because this is something we've been talking about more as we get review codes and as Mm. we review games early or under embargo and it resonated because as an outsider to the industry we we still are uh it's right yeah like the constraints of normal life aren't factored into reviews and for the people who play games that's who you should be writing to. Yeah, I thought this was spot on. Um, we've actually struggled a bit with that, finding our place because everyone wants to review games. Um, we're not alone in that. It's fun. We enjoy it. Um, and I think everyone is reaching for those metrics, right? We all want to be successful in what we do. And so we've we struggled with finding our place in that because it does take away some of the joy of playing a game. And I feel like when it takes that away, you're not experiencing, you know, what are we, what is our podcast, right? You 
average gamers playing games. And it's like, we've, we lose that a bit when we do these embargoes and these huge review codes and things like that. We've, we've thrown around the idea of taking review codes. Like, is that even right for us yeah. mm -hmm. at all? Mm -hmm. And so I, I think we're progressively finding ourselves in a, in a position where we would like to offer something a little more different, um, not just in reviews and we'll continue to review things in our own time. Like as we fully enjoy a game and fully experience, I'm like, I have 98% of all things collected in Metroid dread. So I'm almost done with that. Jacob hasn't started. <laughs> I haven't started. Um, but I've been doing it in my own time and I've loved it and I haven't felt rushed or it hasn't stressed me out and become a chore. Mm -hmm. And so that's what gaming is. And I think a lot of these people who, um, this is their profession. I'm not ever going to like doubt someone's profession, but I do doubt their ability to experience a game the way that most listeners fully. are going to experience it. Yeah. Or even just fully, you know? Right. Yeah. And I don't think everyone's like me, but God of War is a good, is a good example. Uh, I'm sure there's an art to this. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that goes into it to be able to, you know, not feed yourself for three days, play a game and review it like a big game. But I mean, God of War, I felt like I just needed a week to process before I could even really sit down and talk about the things that I loved. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm sure that people can go through a game and do that much better than I can. But are you really experiencing the full weight of a game if you play it in 12 hours and then, yeah. you know, write a review? Like, I don't know. And I want to settle on the motives behind that, too. And the incentives. The incentives behind getting a review out early is to get clicks and yeah. to get views and, and to grow and for the people who do this professionally, that's their livelihood. They, they almost have to do that. Yeah. But in our position, which I do think is unique, is that we get to do this as a hobby and we can take the time that we want with it. So I think we stick to our plan, right? You know, my, my Guardians of the Galaxy review was a, I had a, a week with that game to review pre -embar uh, during embargo and, and right when it released, I was able to release it. I worked hard for that, played the whole game, Full, fully felt like I experienced that game. I might go back and play New Game Plus because I liked it that much, but I think it's case by case. If we have a game under embargo a week early and I get to that embargo date, and I'm like, I don't feel right. Yeah. We need to keep playing this game. We will do that because I don't think we should ever prioritize quality over clicks. Right. Go to our YouTube channel. We're not prioritizing clicks right now. Like it's we're making the content we want to make. And if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. But I think the review process needs to be critiqued. It really does because we just did it. You look at that number and that's all that matters, right? You look at that score and you're like, hey, gave it a 10. I don't know if that person played Forza Horizon 5 for two days, three days a week. Sometimes the reviewers will disclose it. But in general, that's you don't get that information. Right. And I'm going to play Forza Horizon 5 over a month, two months, three months. And then a you'll hear my time. A long time. Until Forza yeah. Horizon 6. <laughs> but I think it's like, <laughs> but when you're going to hear we'll my release a review when Forza Horizon 6 is coming out. But I think there's certain games. Far Cry 6 was an example that came up in, the, in this post. And I'll, I'll, I'll link this article in there because it's really good. Far Cry 6 came out. They got the game like, I don't know if it was a week or five days early. Regardless, it's like a 60, 70 hour game where if you sure dropped everything and just played the story, you could beat it by the time that embargo releases. Hmm. Far Cry games are made to play a side quest and mess around yeah. and do this different thing. So I think the moral of the story here is that reviewers aren't playing games most of the time like you, the, the listener, the watcher, the player are. And it's, it's a cyclical system where 
they do it to get the clicks and we continue to click because we want to know day one, what's the opinion? Should I buy this game? Hmm. So it's kind of a, and then the publishers also, they can't give uh, two or three weeks out of the game to play because they're still working on the game up to the very deadline. Like day one patches are a thing because the game's not done necessarily. So I think it's like all parties, there's no one to point to and say, this is all reviewers fault. This is all the publishers fault. We're all complicit in kind of this broken system of, I want to know information. You have some information. I'm going to value that information. And then the publisher sees that and the kind of this cycle continues. Yeah. And ads are going to give you the money for you to, yeah. It's kind of a broken, broken system. I don't necessarily know that, uh, like, I don't have any good thoughts about how do we fix this, right? Like, I mean, obviously if, if developers weren't crunching to the final end and they could give two or three weeks to do this, or if someone came in and said, we're going to make some, uh, you know, almost like test flight, the beta app for, for, uh, Apple, right. We're going to, we're going to release some software where you have to play the games on and give feedback and there's structure around it. Like, unless someone did something like that, I just don't even see how this changes. Like it's just a broken cycle and each part in the cycle feeds the next one. It's and, then it's a, and then it's a reward, uh, just a right. feedback loop. It just happens again. Um, but Re- uh, reviews are tricky. I think they're tricky in tons of things. And how do we know people aren't getting paid to put certain scores and, and just all sorts of like, y- y- there's a lot that goes into this process. And I think that um, outside of just this issue, there's probably a ton of things that need to be fixed with the review system. And you brought up paying, like, that's kind of an old thing that that's been brought up. And I, I'm not as crit- critical of like being paid off for reviews. I don't think that's happening on a large scale. I think maybe there's influence and people yeah. don't even realize there's influence sometimes, but I don't think there's like a one-to-one of like, Hey, no, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Give us a 10. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a little bit more passive and subconscious than that. I think influence yeah. is probably the right word. influence. For yeah. sure. I mean, we've, we've actually reviewed games where you actually kind of form a relationship with a smaller developer in the process of like getting this game to review and, it's really hard to like face someone with a score of their work when you've had to communicate with them back and forth. And um, it's affected my desire to score. I, I'm, I know, like I'm willing to admit and be honest that it has compromised what I think is sometimes is like yeah. a number score. Which is why we stopped accepting review codes from end developers. Right. I mean, yeah. that was something that came out on our one year anniversary. We, we kind of disclosed that, hey, you know, for the smaller developers who we have like these closer relationships with, we're not going to take review codes because if there's any influence there, we're going to we're going to hesitate against that. Now, can we all agree that, yes, there's broken aspects or the system is broken for reviewing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I- why not? I'm on that boat. I want to kind of relate this back to Bushley Gaming in a, a conversation I've been meaning to have with you. And it just so happens both of you are here today. We're just going to have it today. We're trapped. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so want I either of you on the show ever again. I just so, sweating. Guys, uh, I, to somewhat step back from this broke quote, broken system we just discussed, I want to stop giving scores. And I've mm. teased this idea. We've talked about it here and there offline. But I think the score aspect is the problem within the system. It, it, it fuels that fire of the brokenness because it's, hey, that's a 10. You know, how often do I just jump to a score number and do I read that full review? I didn't read IGN's full review of Forza Horizon 5. Right. But have, I, it was a 10. I shared ever, that. Everyone knows yeah. it's a 10. Everyone right. knows it's a 10. Yeah. I think the scoring system is lazy. I think it's 
Oh, that's it's a good word. It's broken in the sense of like, sure, it conveys something, but also you really don't know about yeah. like, w- tell me what an IGN seven or eight is. Are you going to play that game? It's just one below the number above it. It means nothing. Genuinely. There's, <laughs> there's certain, true. there's certain metrics. Two and numbers. Six and a nine. You nailed it. <laughs> nice. Uh, my point here is that when we give scores, mm. it's just, it's sometimes it's, it's lazy. It's, it's uh, kind of, Facilitating laziness. It's facilitating laziness for our listener or viewer. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to our site, you can see our scoreboard. If you are going to sit there and look at that and not read or listen to our review, we failed. We failed. The nuance is gone. Games are more complex. The work that goes into making games is more complex than just a number. And I felt a little weird about giving numbers for a while now, especially the more you work with these developers and talk to them and see the work and passion and love that goes into these projects. And I'm going to reduce that three, four year process down to to 6.5. It's wrong. Yeah. It feels wrong. So I want to do as a collective here, as, as Bushley game. Although Destruction All-Stars was a five. <laughs> it's absolutely a five. <laughs> Although Bug Snacks. I stand by those Bug two Snacks scores. was a four. 100% stand by those scores. But guys, I, you know, we are, we make these decisions together. I wanted to get your feedback live and Nick, start with you. What are your, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think I like it a lot. <clears throat> to be honest, we were talking about this when it came to Activision because uh, we talked about not playing their games anymore. Mm-hmm. I continued right into playing their games. <laughs> and then I thought, well, like maybe it shouldn't be, we should just stop playing their games. Like maybe content creators should stop covering their games. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I don't even know if that's enough to cut off the incentives, but closet gaming, closet gaming. I played it, but I'm not talking. <laughs> I secretly played it. Um, I think lazy is a really good way of putting it because so much goes into this years of experience uh, storytelling, we know that every game is extremely subjective. You can't even objectively measure something. You're just trying to get a consensus and put it out there and compare it against other stuff. I think when you actually take the time to talk about the developers, the storytelling, uh, one thing that we did do that I that I do like that I felt wasn't lazy was uh, if you liked X game, you'll like this. Mm. Because we're sitting there and we're telling people like, hey, it's not really about a score, but it had these aspects in the game that you may like if you liked other games. And I think those mm. are not lazy options. Mm. I think those you have to have other played other games and you have to compare them and then put them out there. And that has to be like an accurate opinion. Um, I think lazy is a good word. And uh, my mind's kind of turning right now, like really fast. Like what happens if we just remove numbers, not us, but like the community, the whole industry. People have to read and listen and watch and consume content. How it's supposed weird. to be. Yeah. I oh my gosh. Even- you have to stop. You're scaring me. Turn the lights off. Okay. Anyway, I uh, yeah, I agree. I I think what interests us more and what might interest our viewers is like nothing's concrete yet. Um, but over the course, we've been able to meet some really interesting people um, during this podcast. You know, especially Jacob, he's been able to like make a lot of friends and connections. And I think what really gets our blood flowing what really is like we're passionate about torqued (laughs) fully torqued whoa is providing a stage for um i think stories really is is kind of what like what we love about reviewing is is diving into the stories that people have been able to tell in their games but not only that is providing a stage for um developers or people in the industry um to tell their story and tell 
whether it's like specifically about the game they're working on or overall the the work they've done in the industry, the mental health stuff, um, things like that. I, I think that is what really we get the most out of. And so we'll continue to cover games and review them in the way of telling their story um, as we play them and as we experience them organically. But I think too, uh, we would like to provide more opportunities to our listeners to listen to maybe some people that they normally wouldn't come across. And so um, we've talked about that before as well. And, and hopefully in the future, that's something we'll explore more. But yeah, the nuance is essential for, for games, right? They're such a masterful, it's a masterful piece of art. And Mm -hmm. I think we would all agree with that. So I think treating it like that and, honoring these creators and being like, yeah, you know what? You're not reduced to a number. Uh, that's important for me. So guys, no more numbers. No more numbers. No, no more numbers. Hear ye, hear, hear ye. ye. Video games are meaningful to us and we should be sharing what's meaningful about the video games to others. Yeah. And that's never the number. That's never the number. That was beautiful. That's never been the, beautiful. we should write that down. So well said. Is this recorded? I'm going to make a song out of Is that. Is this recorded? Are we recording? Oh, <laughs> forgot to hit a record, guys. Uh, guys, let's go into some games we're playing real quick here. So we talked about Forza Horizon 5. Ryan and I have been playing that. Nick's going to play that. He promised. I'm going to rate it right uh, now. I have also been playing Pyre, which I just finished recently mm. for the Wannabe Critic podcast. Check that out in the next oh. couple months. <laughs> totally. totally not playing that. Yeah. Age of Empires 4, I've Sorry. been playing some of that. It's been clicking more, actually. I had some concerns that it was... Uh, a bit boring in the sense that I like Civ more for a moment. Wait, what's the you other should, one you've been playing? Because Age of Empires is not a good game. You have not played four. I haven't played any of them. What, what did we just talk about reducing people's years of work wow. into un, <laughs> uneducated opinions? Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't agree to that part. I agreed to no numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's the game you're playing? Age the, of Empires the, 4. No, the new one. Three. Age of Empires 4. The one that looks really cool that's not Age of Empires. Forza Horizon 5. That's just like Age of Empires. What? And Civ. Oh, Humankind. Okay. Yeah, so I'm realizing <laughs> in Age, I'm more of a turn-based kind of guy. But like I said, Age of Empires is clicking a little bit more. I'm enjoying it more as I play it. Anyways, guys. I'm sure, it's great. Have you guys been playing anything other than uh, Forza? Metroid Dread. <laughs> like I said, I'm about 98%. I am 100% a hundred percent going to complete this game. And I'm not talking about my regular 40%, 100%. I'm talking about like, I, I literally have like 98% of all things explored and collected. And then I'll beat the boss. And yeah, I'll probably play the whole game again. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's shocking. High praise. We will do a full episode on that or full review episode. Nick and I still have to get through it. I still have to buy it. Yeah. Nick, have I you started ha- it? I haven't. I haven't started it. Oh I'm gosh. I'm on my 26th hour of Eastward. I have so much I want to talk about intense. with this game. Ryan, sorry we've been playing games somewhat in a, a clear order of like, hey, maybe we got, you know, Kana, Bridge yeah. Spirits. How's Metroid that has activated something in me that I thought was long gone. And it's my obsession with 100% completion. Wow. It's oh like no, all I great. think about. The monster is alive. It's alive and well, and Thanks, it's Metroid. hungrier than ever. And so it's attacking. I'm scared. Yeah. What are you playing, Nick? Uh, Eastward. I somehow got sucked back into Animal Crossing. I hate oh, to I say that. that. Oh, I've been playing that too. Uh, yeah, throw that I haven't been playing that. None of my friends have uh, been helping me with turnips. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm still in <laughs> debt so, to Tom Nook. I'm cool, not sending you any cool, money cool, until cool, I'm cool, out of cool, debt. Cool, cool, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'm up to my eyeballs in debt. Um, 
in in Vanguard. Call of Duty Vanguard. Vanguard. Nice. Yeah, we weren't. It's just a setting. We weren't privately. Uh, we weren't. It's a closet game. Name. Well, redacted. You're He's disgusting. not playing that. Redacted. You're disgusting. Anyways, guys, let's get into some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Upcoming episodes. The Ascent, which it's worth noting, so we don't sound like hypocrites. The Ascent was recorded before this episode. Uh, uh, quite some time before this episode, like so probably has, two months ago. It's <laughs> got numbers. That has a score on it. And I'm not going to go back and edit it out. So yeah, get over it. The Ascent is the last scored video game ever for the Bushy Gaming Podcast. And when but I say it's ever, legit. 12 minutes. I didn't, we didn't put a score on it. Oh, that's true. I, you know, me, foresight. I knew some things were happening. Foresight. I had a plan. You want to get both of you in the same place. That's five yeah. sides. Nice. You want to listen to this one, though, because George is on it. Yeah, The Ascent's great. That's yeah. going to come out in a week or two here. So, is The Ascent, right? 12 minutes. We've recorded that now. Great episode. Fun episode. Mm-hmm. Cannon Bridge of Spirits. Ryan still needs to beat the game. Okay. Eastward. Nick's I give elite. it a seven. Out of here. Eastward. Uh, Nick's almost done with it, I think. Yeah, I'm Close-ish. ready. Ish. Hari's going to come chapter. on for that. Hari's going to come on for both Canna and Eastward. Uh, I have that in text. So. Oh, I cannot wait, Hari. Hari's the best. Hari. Marvel's Guardians of, the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy still going to play through that, both of you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, 100%. I'm 100%. I'm for sure. Done. We'll do a full podcast yeah, episode yeah, on that. I think there's a lot to... You mean it. You're joking. Are you going to finish it? 100%. I'm totally going to finish it. I'm 100% honest. Listener, honest. watcher, I'm sorry. We might not. We're going to. We're, we'll finish it. It's a yeah. great game. I'm definitely going to finish it. And the Metroid Dread, that's down the line too. Oh, my god. Really far down there. Probably after Halo. A game of the year. If you'd like to contact us... Go down in the description. You can support us. You can find us. You can reach us. Email, Twitter, whatever it is. Patreon. Links are there. Uh, and thank you for listening today. We appreciate it. I love you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good uh, good talking with you. Bye. Was okay, way bye. too was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. It was awkward. Cut. Cut. 100% for me is probably 40%. <laughs> <laughs>